What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rest of Season Rankings Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Seifter, and I'm talking like a game show host again, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lauren Arbaugh. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be here. I, I like Show them you, what they've won, Lauren. I, it doesn't make for good radio, you know? I mean, it's just I can't. I'm doing my... Like I'd be showing something off, but you can't you can't see that in the podcast, you know. They've um, won a brand new <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, I think it's funny that you kind of will. Are you aware? Like, does it just kind of it, it like dips in your little game host ness? I guess if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just like it overpowers you, and you you start you start to go with it. I like it. Well, I'm you know I'm a child of the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I spent a lot of my formative years watching. Uh, shows like you know Family Feud and mm. uh, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and uh, you know Double Dare. D- oh, Double Dare, like yeah, I yeah. So yeah. you know, I, uh, I I I have some of that in my soul. I like I there. Lie. There's a good range there from Double Dare to Jeopardy. I, I like that. It's I know, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I just was checking out uh, Weird Al Yankovic's Twitter mm. feed, and I saw that he tweeted about a, a Weird Al song that uh, was on Jeopardy, and the the host was um, Joe Buck, actually, oh. of this episode of Jeopardy. Interesting. And the, uh-huh. que- the question was, which uh, Weird Al song features uh, Art Fleming and Don Pardo? Mm. I do not know the answer to this. Did you know this? There's the song, I Lost on Jeopardy. By Weird Al, and that was the song. So, oh, okay. anyway, I thought that was kind of great. It's a great song. Uh, check it out if you've never if you've never heard some early Weird Al. Yes, there. I know you are a Weird Al fan. I am. Mm-hmm. He's a genius, mm-hmm. and he he sta- somehow he was like the least likely person ever to stay relevant for forty years, and yet that <laughs> is exactly what's happening. Proving so, everyone wrong. Yes, yeah. this is this is why the world is a great place. Mm-hmm. That Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, can remain relevant. Well, there, there you go. For decades. There you go. Yeah. There's a weird owl plug for the for the week. <laughs> All right. Well, how about a plug for our website, rosranking.com? <laughs> I guess we could do that too. <laughs> uh, we have our our updated rest of season rankings on there. Uh, we'll have Lauren and I will both have our start sit articles coming out by the end of the week, um, and you can of course uh, check out our. Uh, podcast from tuesday and this one will be up there as well shortly yep. uh but for today's pod as we usually do heading into the week's action we're going to preview every single nfl matchup from a fantasy perspective uh for week three mm-hmm. are you pumped to do that lauren i am so pumped i'm so pumped let's do it week yeah. three bring it on <laughs> <sighs> okay yeah uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the crowd noise in like old video games that... <laughs> yeah <sighs> Uh, <laughs> it's just someone be like, ah. yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe my connection was just not that. Yeah, good we'll, we'll find out. Playing those uh-huh. games, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, let's get started, let's shall we? Yep, we shall. Uh, so Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they always put bad teams on Thursday night. But last week Houston was a good one, though. Texans. Well, it ended up being a good. One. It was a good game. Yes. It wasn't necessarily good teams. True. Although, well, I yeah. still have some hope for Washington. And, but. <laughs> yes, and I, we'll talk about we'll talk about my Giants later. Which I have. Yeah, that's true. We will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this Thursday mm-hmm. we have the Panthers mm-hmm. and the Texans in Houston. Uh, over under on uh, forty three points. Uh, the Panthers, unsurprisingly, are heavy favorites, favored by eight points. Mm. Uh, what are you looking for fantasy wise in this contest? Well, we will. This will be the the Davis Mills uh, unveiling, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll we'll see how that goes. You know, I, uh, I I I don't know. I don't know if it will go too well for him this week. You know, Carolina defense is. It's pretty good uh, so far this season. So um, I don't know. I think that you may see a little bit more of um, a reliance on the uh, that ever crowded backfield of, of the Texans, um, and so I think you're going to get that on the on the Houston side. And with Carolina, you know, Sam Darnold's been playing really well so far this season. He's he's been a top fifteen quarterback uh, so far, and I think this is a good good matchup for him. I like. Uh, I like him in it with uh, DJ Moore, although I, I do think you'll be seeing a lot of uh, Christian McCaffrey in this one. Um, but yeah, yeah, C- Christian McCaffrey is like the saving grace for this game. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's it's not a great matchup, but you have the best uh, running back in the game 
uh, on getting his moment in the in the sun mm-hmm. on prime time. So mm-hmm. that's that's worth watching if nothing else. Although let's be honest, we're fantasy addicts, so every game is worth watching for us. Mm-hmm. I I agree with you about Darnold. I think he can have a really nice uh, game here this week. Uh, I I think this could be a DJ Moore explosion yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty much solidified his standing. I think is the clear wide receiver you want to roster in Carolina. You know, Robbie Anderson. Um, he was used on a lot of different kinds of routes last season, like more of a, a possession receiver than he typically has been throughout his career. And this year it seems back to those running those deep routes, mm-hmm. um, which makes me think he's going to be very uh, hit and miss yeah. this season like he was earlier in his career. I agree. Um, so, and then on the Houston side, I mean, yuck, yuck, yuck. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start anyone in this on that team. I mean, I love Brandon Cooks. I think he's still in that wide receiver three range despite everything but other than that I mean that backfield is a four-way committee and they're not going to run the ball particularly effectively I don't think so it's just it's just gross and it's I think you were being generous with Davis Mills there it's going to be a bloodbath uh (laughs) it's not it's not gonna he's unless you are talking about the Indianapolis situation I don't think there's a worse quarterback to start this week in fantasy yeah, yeah, no, I actually agree with Dad. He's my Sorry, I know you did pick him up in our Well, I had to, okay? <laughs> I had to. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, and I still think, you know, we always talk about Brandon Cooks as like being the one the the one Texan you want. Um, but uh, I saw he's a fade for me a little bit this week just cuz I just I think it'll be it it won't be a good uh, a good uh, showing I think for Davis Mills and the He's swimming Texans. upstream, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk about a rookie quarterback who we actually are excited to see play, and that's one Justin Fields, mm-hmm. who will make his first career start uh, in Cleveland against the Browns. Uh, the over/under on this is forty-five and a half. Uh, Cleveland are seven-point favorites. Um, you know, I I'm excited. I'm really excited to see Justin Fields play. I have him rostered uh, in multiple leagues this season. Uh, as I, I, you know, when we went into drafts this year, I made the call that I was going to take. Uh, I was going to come out of my drafts with either Fields or Lance, and I decided I wanted Fields more than Lance mm-hmm. simply because I think the um, the path uh, to getting that starting job was much clearer for Justin Fields, and I think it's playing out exactly that way. Uh, I also think Fields has a, a little bit more immediate fantasy upside than Lance, believe it or not, just because uh, I think – he's just going to be asked to do more. You know, I think once if, and when Lance takes over and I think it could be a while, I think he'll be very much running within that system. Uh, Whereas with fields, they're going to have to ask him to make plays on his own improvise. Uh, I think he's going to have more consistent rushing usage than Lance. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about fields. I think he can quickly establish himself as a top 12 uh, fantasy quarterback. I just, I'm not treating him quite that way this week. I have him, I think, at QB 15. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, in a lot of leagues, like the two leagues I have fields, I also have Kirk Cousins, and I'm playing Kirk Cousins over Justin Fields this week. Um, but I think that if Fields can do decently against Cleveland, and that's not an easy matchup at all, um, then I feel very good about him going forward. Next week he'll get Detroit. So I think he could be like a top 10 play next week if he has a decent uh, performance against the Browns this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think this game we'll all be watching and seeing how that offense uh, changes with fields and what what sorts of plays they're going to be running and, and how that affects everyone. Um, you know, I still think you'll see Allen Robinson is still the number one guy there. Uh, he always will be. Um, and, you know, we talked about Dar- Darnell Mooney a little bit uh, on the waiver wire show. Um, and, yeah, you know, with Fields, he has so much potential. It's he, you know he's that dual threat uh, uh, quarterback, and even if he maybe gets off to a little bit of a shaky or underwhelming start in this one through the air, you know he can he can easily make up for that on the ground. And so I want to uh, kind of see how just see how this all plays out this week. I think it'll be uh, interesting to watch. Yeah, and maybe he can get your boy Cole Komet going, I know, too. I know. They want him involved. <laughs> They're going to get him involved. I, th- I agree. I still I, like you know. the usage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I you know, I still think there's a lot of, of upside with Komet. It's just uh, it could be a little bit hit and miss. Yeah. Um, and then on the Brown side, we might finally see my boy, yeah. Odell Beckham Jr., yeah. suit up. Uh, you know, I still cautiously have high hopes for, for Odell if the knee looks healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's it's just a weird situation because all preseason we heard nothing but 
positive news about Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. about his recovery, about how he looked in training camp. And then we get to week one. He's not playing. It's like, okay, they're just being extra cautious. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be ready week two. Nope. nope. Not ready week two either. Now with Jarvis Landry on injured reserve, mm-hmm. uh, I hope that's not the reason. That, well, I was going to say, you think Odell they're pushing Beckham him in a little up. bit? Because I don't, Landry's I don't know. I, 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 I don't have a great feel for this situation mm-hmm. because it's just a weird, like it sounded like he was healthy and then he wasn't and now he is. So it's hard to know what to believe. I think the only thing we can really trust is our own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason to be excited to watch this game, just to see uh, what Odell Beckham looks like uh, physically, because if he's healthy, I still think this is a great situation for him to have a, a big year. I mean, uh, he's clearly, clearly their go-to guy, especially with Landry out even more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think that the Browns uh, are capable of being a more uh, pass-friendly offense this season than they were last year. I, you know, they uh, Baker Mayfield has looked has shown some very promising signs uh, so far this season. So um, I think. If he and Beckham can get on the same page, I think there's still a lot of potential there. I agree. You know, I mean, I really think that Baker kind of uh, in the back half of 2020, uh, you know, really started to air the ball out a little bit more. And you started to see kind of Kevin Stefanski's, I think, uh, game change play a little bit more. And, um, you know, Mayfield played well. I don't think we I mean, I, I actually think. Though this season, uh, I feel like Mayfield's been a little underwhelming. Um, I think that uh, I was going to look this up. He played well against the Chiefs. I mean, he did play la- well the Texans the game was a little yeah. tougher, but um, but I don't think I have seen things being like you know, is this should we panic on uh, Mayfield at this point? And no, I don't think we should. I think this is just also how this team runs, and uh, I think Mayfield's fine. But I, I, you know, it's a, it's one of those things where, um, you know, I'm on a text chain with my cousins who are all big mm-hmm. Browns fans, mm-hmm. and one of my cousins made a, a very good point, which is that the NFL is just a crazy thing because the Browns had a very encouraging Week One loss and a very disappointing Week Two win. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much yeah. that's pretty much what it's been so far. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's sort of like playing to the level of your competition, I guess. Right. We'll see. I, I, I still have I still think the Browns are gonna be one of the better teams in the uh, AFC this season. Yeah, there's a lot there. I uh, like them. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the Cardinals and Jaguars. This looks like a pretty lopsided matchup on paper. The the Cardinals come in two and oh, the Jaguars of course O and two. Uh, it's a high over under fifty one and a half, mm-hmm. and the Cardinals are heavy favorites, seven and a half point favorites. Uh, you know, I I'm, I think uh, this could be a huge DeAndre Hopkins game. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually currently have him ranked as my number one overall receiver for the week, even ahead of uh, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Okay. So um, I think uh, that Jacksonville defense is just so bad. And um, I think I think Hopkins is still clearly the top target there mm-hmm. in that offense. Last week, he um, didn't get quite as many balls thrown his way. So I feel like it's kind of like Mike Evans last week. You just sort of feed feed the alpha mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, against a bad defense. So um, I'm really excited for that. I also think Chase Edmonds is a fantastic play this week uh, against that soft Jacksonville defense. Uh, even James Conner could get a cheap score. I, I And Kyler is just playing out of his mind right yeah. now. So um, I'm pretty bullish about the Cardinals uh, in this matchup. Uh, I am still watching that second receiver situation you know I think everyone is really excited about Rondell Moore right now I know you are mm-hmm. um, but I'm still a little bit cautious because I see the snaps in the roots run and uh, you know it's it's AJ Green is operating as the two Christian Kirk is the three and Rondell Moore is really just playing a, a limited role he's making a lot of noise with those limited opportunities but I think he needs to uh, get the ball thrown his way more often if he's going to be a consistent performer week in and week out. Yeah, I mean, he's not the the uh, wide receiver, too, in there by any means. He's the caboose of all these wide receivers. He's just been able to... The caboose. Uh, the caboose. <laughs> he's just been able to uh, make good on all of his opportunities so far. But I think more opportunities are coming. You know, I, yes, I am a big Rondale Moore fan. Um, but it's still, I think, interesting to, to watch. I mean, and then on the other side of the ball, are you just... Is it... Wait, first of all... Is it Shark Week this week? Do you think that Trevor it's Lawrence... It's never Shark Week. Do you, well, do you think it'll be a little bit more of Shark Week? Do you think it be baby Shark Week? Okay, I'm just mixing baby shark Ooh, and baby shark. shark. Maybe <laughs> maybe baby Shark Week. It is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I, you know, I I I don't know. I know you're, you're, the, you're a big Marvin Jones fan. Um, 
Do you think it's a Although, big, I, yeah. To be honest with you, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence has really struggled mm-hmm. um, when against a, uh, a tough pass rush so far this season. When teams blitz him, his numbers are really bad. And Arizona has a pretty strong pass rush. So I... I, I think he's going to throw a lot in the second half because they're going to be down by like two or okay. three touchdowns. Yeah. Um, so they might end up putting up some numbers at the end, but it's going to be ugly getting there, I think. Yeah, and I'm, I feel like I'm still, I feel week in, week out, I am kind of fading uh, a lot of these uh, Jacksonville players. Uh, I just yeah, I don't I have mean, a lot like, of confidence in this team right now. No, I mean, like I said, though, I'm still on board with mm-hmm. uh, Marvin Jones and I'm still on board with James mm-hmm. Robinson. I'm uh, I think that um, Robinson is their exclusive passing down back mm-hmm. uh, at this point, and that's important because they're like I said, I think they'll be behind in this game, yeah. so I could see him getting a lot of dump offs, especially if they're facing a blitz. Um, so, you know, I, I, you know, maybe they can get him some screen passes and 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 fight against the pass rush that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I still, uh, I still would definitely want to get Marvin Jones in my lineup, and I don't have a problem with. Uh, James Robinson is a low-end RB2. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Uh, so this is a pretty juicy matchup. The Chargers and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. AFC West battle. <laughs> uh, very high projected scoreline. 54.5 point over under. Uh, Chiefs favored by 6.5 at home. Um, I mean, Arrowhead's a really tough place to play. So, And I think there's this common misconception about the Chiefs that um, opposing quarterbacks and receivers are going to have big games against them. Mm-hmm. That's just not something that's been borne out by the facts. I mean, what we've generally seen is is teams run the ball more effectively against Kansas City than they do pass against them. So, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people are probably envisioning some sort of crazy shootout where, you know, Mahomes and Herbert both throw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. But I, I actually am fading Herbert a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. I have him... Uh, on the outskirts of my top 12 quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm even thinking about starting someone like Daniel Jones over him, yes. believe it or not. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild again. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Austin Eckler is a, is a great play, though, I think, on the Chargers side of the ball. And Keenan Allen, of course. Um, and then we are you, you buying know, into Mike Williams? There's really this not week? much analysis to do with Kansas City, right? I mean, no. except CEH, I suppose. It's the usual. Yeah, I, well, I would say, you know, with CEH, uh, he's had a couple, he's had a sl- very kind of slow start to the season. And um, I do want to see, uh, I don't know, his usage in this one and see how he fares. Because I think if, for me, if, if he has kind of another meh kind of game, he starts kind of going down my rest of season rankings, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's already gone down mine some. But what I'm really curious about, is, and I wrote about this in my uh, running back roundup, which you can find over at Fantasy Pros, uh, I'm really w- concerned. I, I wonder if they start taking some of the work away from him because mm-hmm. he fumbled at the end of that game last week yeah. and cost them the game. And he's also just all the metrics, like you know, all the PFF metrics mm-hmm. you look at, have him as one of the the least efficient running backs in the league so far this season. So he's not getting the job done uh, in any facet of the game right now. Um, Really the only thing he has going for him is that he's a former uh, first-round pick who is on the best offense in the league. But um, that's that's on paper, you know. On the field, he's not getting the job done. And they don't – the thing is they don't really have anyone behind him that you would think – is an obvious candidate to take the work from him. But I, I did stash Daryl Williams in one of my leagues this week because I just want to see. I want to see if CEH's snap share drops a little bit and if Williams picks up some of that work. I mean, maybe it's Jarek McKinnon, but I feel like he's more of a gadget player at this stage mm-hmm. of his career. Yeah, it'll be interesting to to see. Yeah, and then I will say also about McCall Hardman, I, you know, I like the usage he's getting. It, it hasn't translated in the box score yet. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him break off a long touchdown in this game. All right. I, I don't know. All right. Okay. All right. I know. I know. It's the endless McCall Hardman <laughs> drama. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Washington at Buffalo. 45 and a half over under. Buffalo heavy favorites. Seven and a half point favorites. Uh, you know, Taylor Haneke looked great mm-hmm. last week. Um, do you think he can keep it going against the Bills? I think he looked great uh, last week. I think it'll 
be a different story this week. You know, I mean, this this Buffalo offense, it's uh, tough to put some points on them, and um, I think that he will have a, a difficult game. I think all of all of the Washington players will have a difficult game. So, you know, week in, week out, I'm still monitoring this uh, Washington backfield. You know, McKissick was uh, the uh, player who was getting more of the, the – uh, passing targets last week uh, I wanted to kind of see is that still going on uh, Antonio Gibson has yet to score a touchdown I'm not sure that this will be the game uh, you know where that where that happens but again one I you know I'm eyeing this this Washington backfield usage um, and you know I actually have been a little bit of surprised with the Washington defense you know this may be a game where uh, you know Josh Josh Allen has been uh, slow out of the 2021 gates but he may be able to shake off some rust and and play well against Washington this week, who was a top unit last week, um, or I'm sorry, last year, but they, you know, the defense really hasn't kind of lived up uh, to that early on uh, in the season so far. They're kind of middle of the pack to uh, bottom of the pack in a lot of stats. So um, Josh, I think Josh Allen may actually have a good game. This may be a good, a really good game for Buffalo. Um, Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I, um, I, I think that uh, Josh Allen can definitely. I mean, I, I, some people are freaking out about Josh Allen. I, I it's been two games. Yeah. Let's not overreact here. Uh, I think I still like that Buffalo passing off. They're they're just hugely a pass first team, mm-hmm. and that's going to remain the case. And Josh Allen is going to be very good this season. Uh, I'm excited about uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who mm-hmm. I know you're a fan of. Um, you know, I think he is clearly kind of become that number two option behind Stefan Diggs. And, and I, I just anticipate this offense, once it gets going, um, you're going to want that second receiver in Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Cole Beasley was really productive uh, in that role last season, and he could still be good too. But um, I, I give the slight edge to Sanders at this point. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, on the Washington side, I agree with what you said. Um, you know, the thing is with the backfield, um, Antonio Gibson's role is expanding. Uh, it's just not happening as fast as fantasy managers want it to happen because uh, when they're in their base offense, he's taking some of those snaps that McKissick got last year, like, um, you know, sort of uh, long down and distance kind of uh, situations like uh, third and seven or second and 15 or things like that where in last year you would have seen McKissick on the field for those plays so in that sense it's good news for Gibson but they have this separate package which is basically their hurry up two minute offense package Mm -hmm. uh, and McKissick is the guy in those situations so if they fall behind in this game like I think they might um, by uh, you know 10 points 14 points something like that it will be very interesting to see do they go to that two minute package like the whole time and is McKissick basically going to end up playing 40% of the snaps uh, or more because of that? Mm -hmm. Um, Or do they stick with Gibson? Um, So this is a situation, like you said, we still need to continue to watch. Mm -hmm. Are you concerned at all this week with um, uh, Terry McLaurin uh, seeing uh, a lot of probably uh, Tredavious White? Nah. If you ever ask me me the question, are you concerned Mm -hmm. with Terry McLaurin? My answer will almost always be no. (laughs) no. He's just one of those players... Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Doesn't matter who Match the opponent proof. is. He, yeah, he's yeah. just always going to get his. He's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah. I, I just want to see him with consistent quarterback yeah. play and see what he could do. The sky's the limit for mm-hmm. him. Agree. All right, let's move on uh, to <sighs> Indianapolis at Tennessee. <laughs> what uh, are you not excited about this game? Good grief! Just before we came on, I read that. Um, the Colts may play both Brett Hundley and Jacob uh, Eason in this game. No, why? <laughs> uh, I was kind of holding. I was holding out hope that Carson Wentz was going to play. Uh, you know, he came to the press conference yesterday with no boot uh-huh. on his uh, on his injured ankles on either one of them. Okay. Um, and they, they said they were going to hope he could play, do everything they can, he could play. But then today we hear that they're not expecting him to play, so they haven't ruled him out yet. But it's sound, usually teams are you know try to be pretty optimistic. So if they're sounding this pessimistic on Thursday, I don't see it happening for Carson Wentz this week. Uh, and but why God, are they going to split the quarterback duties? Because they're both bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think Hundley might have a little bit more of a rushing dynamic, perhaps. Okay. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I the Tennessee defense is a bottom five unit, in my opinion. Um, 
but I would still start them as a top 10 fantasy mm-hmm. defense this week uh, if Wentz is ruled out. So, I, you know, and I do think the Titans offense can get going in this game. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I expect I expect the, uh, Tannehill to uh, have a better game and A.J. Brown to have a better game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this could end up being quite a blowout. Yeah, that annoys me. I'm not going to talk about it, but just for my own, some of my my uh, fantasy leagues where I'm desperate in a quarterback situation where I had to pick up Jacob Eason, <laughs> where I was like, Listen, this is fine. Like, this is okay. Like, versus Davis Mill. Like, I would rather, Davis Mills, I'd rather go with Jacob Eason against Tennessee. Um, but th- now, now you like, got to go with Davis Mills. <sighs> yeah. Okay. At least you found it out before the Thursday game happened. That's so. true. It's the little things, Lauren. Little things. Little <laughs> things. And what's fun is I'm playing Little fantasy week. points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. So Cincinnati uh, is at Pittsburgh. Um, this game could be uh, deceptively low scoring. I think it would be um, The over-under is, yeah. is just 44 points. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh is favored by three. You know, the Cincinnati defense has actually looked pretty decent this season. Pittsburgh, we know, always has a good defense. And... Uh, you know, it's just it, Pittsburgh's offensive line is as bad as advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, so Najee Harris is a volume play only. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you think about this game? Who are you? I, who are you <clears throat> like motivated to start in this game? Because there's a lot of guys you would typically start. I'm not super motivated about anyone. I think this this is like a divisional game. I think it'll be low scoring. You know, I think the Steelers though are really rearing to come. You know they're looking to win at home. I think after coming off of the Raiders' defeat, um, but I don't. I don't really know what Deontay Johnson's status is. Is he? I don't know if he's playing. If he's not, I guess you get a bump for uh, Claypool, possibly Juju. Um, but Big Ben is also hurt. You know, uh, is it? Does he have a torn pectoral? Is that what he has? Uh, he has a pectoral injury. A I don't think they said it was okay. a torn pectoral. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I I just don't expect a lot here, uh, fantasy wise. Um, and I think yeah yeah, oh, yeah I mean big Big Ben is at the stage of his career where he's always going to have some sort of injury. Yeah. I you know he's going to play. I still expect Deontay Johnson to play too, yeah, but okay. we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I you know I think Claypool might be able to have a big game yeah. potentially, but. Uh, and I, you know, Joe Mixon to me is just the guy that you're always. Well, starting. I think it's a Joe but Mixon you, game. I feel like I think it could they, you know, the Bengals could rely heavily on him. I yeah, think. I think so too. Um, you know, um, T. Higgins I think is a little banged up, mm-hmm. uh, but also Joe Hayden on Pittsburgh side is banged up too. So it's it's kind of hard to predict um, what uh, the Bengals might be able to do through the air. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if Higgins were to miss the game, then that would make uh, Jamar Chase a uh, much more interesting option, but right now with with all three receivers uh, kind of getting involved and facing a tough pasty, it's hard to uh, consider any of uh, the Bengals receivers a top twenty four option this week. Are you fading Burrow a bit? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I have him. Let's see. I have him. Yeah, I'm fading him quite a bit actually. I have him down at quarterback twenty for the week. Yeah, I think I have him like eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so another game that I think could be quite uh, low scoring is the Saints and the Patriots, two oh, very yeah. good defenses, uh, two teams that um, don't have a ton of playmakers no. uh, in their receiving game. I am not um, excited about really anyone on either side of the ball in this one. Yeah, and I know you. Lo- I know you're a Damian Harris fan. I like but, Damian um, Harris. That's then that's yeah. fine. I think if you, you know, if you have Damian Harris, you're playing Damian Harris, but. You know, I know we talked about this a little bit, you know, but with the the um, the Saints kind of pass catchers, um, they've been very limited so far in this season. I think they'll continue to be limited uh, against the Patriots at home. You know, I just I don't see a lot of upside here. I don't see anyone that I'm really excited about uh, fantasy wise. Yeah, I mean, I'm still holding out some hope for Marquez Calloway. I think yeah. uh the Saints have had just a very unusual start to their season in every respect. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you. Like, a trip to Foxborough is not <laughs> the not recipe for getting back on track. <laughs> no. uh, so, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think Callaway is a great play this week by any means. But I, I'm, I'm not dropping him where I've got him. I, I think that oh, no. I, he's still yeah. the number one receiver uh, in this offense, and there will be easier matchups ahead. You know, they'll eventually get to play the Falcons. Yeah, so. <laughs> and I would say I think that people are kind of freaking out about uh, about the Saints uh, receivers, and if if Callaway was dropped, pick him up, you know, scoop him up because there is some upside there. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think Harris is a low end RB two. I you know James White also to yeah, me, yeah. like it's at this point I actually think White is a better play than Harris. Like I said in PPR, that was one of my mm-hmm. bold predictions at the beginning of the year, and now I think I feel more confident in that. Um, so like in PPR, I I would I would lean towards White, but in standard, it's it's Harris. Um, they're both playable options, but Camara is really the only player in on either side in this game that you would be super excited uh, to have in your lineup yeah agreed yeah all right so the falcons and the giants the battle of the <laughs> o and two teams yeah it should be fun i actually yeah. am excited about this game you know i'm, fi- I'm fired up about daniel jones i'm fired yeah. up about uh sterling shepherd i'm even fired up about Kenny Galladay. <laughs> exactly. I had to play the saxophone for the Kenny G. Yep. Kenny I knew it was G. coming. I, I'm in on Kenny G this week. Um, yeah, and, and, and Barkley. I think that, you know, this is a game that if the Giants, you know, do not do something with, then I think that it's just like, all right, what are we doing? Because I have been very underwhelmed about, you know, with the Giants uh, in the preseason and so far this season. But Daniel Jones, he's such a sneaky quarterback play this week. You know, his mobility, uh, he's been playing really well. He's got those rushing yards. And in fantasy, that's what it's all about. And I think that he I think that he could he could finish as a top five quarterback this week. Woo! Woo! Yep. <laughs> it's possible. Mm-hmm. I have him like tenth or something. Yeah. Like I said, I have him ranked ahead of Justin Herbert and Aaron Rodgers right now. Yeah. Which Ooh. just feels wrong. Ooh, above I, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers at San Francisco. Oh I yeah, just, that's true. No, yeah. I don't yeah. see that being a great. I, I, I like when I thought of when I visualized that matchup. The <laughs> uh-huh. first thing that popped in my head was like that Aaron Rodgers frustrated look mm-hmm. that he has whenever like. He throws an incomplete pass where Watch out. he felt like the receiver didn't do what they needed yeah. to do or something. Usually MVS, but you know, it's just I just see a lot of like frustrated Aaron Rodgers face in our future. Yeah. Um, I still have him as like a borderline QB one. So you know, if you have him and you know, it's it, it's bold to to bench him for for Daniel Jones. But I just if you ask me right now, who I think going to get more fantasy points i slightly would lean towards jones i am with you on that one yeah now as far as the receivers go though i i, I mean to me still sterling shepherd is the only one i can feel yeah. confident in saying it's yeah. going to have a good game mm-hmm. it could be kenny galladay week but it could be darius slayton week you know Ooh, I, I don't know I, I would definitely say t- i would take Gall- galladay over slayton this this week i would take him over slayton he plays more he's been playing more snaps yeah. than slayton but uh, and but really, I think what you're looking for is a, is a deep touchdown pass, yeah. and I think Slayton is just as likely to be the one that gets it as Galladay. So I, we'll I, see. Yeah, we'll see. I, yeah, it's basically this is my Daniel Jones excitement seeping over into the receivers, but it stops at Evan Ingram's doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, always. Stops Even at though Evan he will Although be he back this week, likely to play. This I week. know, which yeah. means he will probably go off. You know, but um, or he'll cipher targets away from the receivers and make them. Less, oh, that's uh, no. I don't think so. I'm not. I, I think that, that that's, is not a scenario that's played out in my head yet. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, with this yeah. matchup, at least two uh, pass catchers and uh, for the Giants should be able to have big games. So Shepard so. will probably be one. And then we'll see about who the second guy is. Hopefully, yeah. it's not Evan Ingram. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I will say on Barkley though, mm-hmm. I I'm you know I'm pumping the brakes a little bit on that. I I've been pumping the brakes on Barkley yeah. all all season. I mean, I was in the in the preseason. I don't think you've gotten out of the driveway on, on Barkley. You know, well, and that's been a smart move, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because if yeah, I had it, left the driveway, I would have gotten a car accident. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I like I, I I've moved him up quite a bit. I mean, I like the usage he had last week, so I feel like he is getting closer to that like bell cow usage that we look for, and mm-hmm. we know he's got the talent. But, um, you know, the Falcons actually were very good against the run last season. That's a pass funnel defense. They, you know, so the best way to attack that defense is through the air. And I know Barkley can catch some passes, but 
I don't necessarily, you know, I feel like there's groupthink in the fantasy community this week that this is the week Barkley is going to go off and be like a top five running back. And I'm not, I'm not there. I, I have him as like a high to mid uh, RB2 this week. So it's not like I'm uh, down, I'm not out on him, but I'm not like, he's not back in RB1 land for me quite yet. Yeah, and I actually think that those are uh, all good points that you brought up. And I was going to say, yes, this is this is the week where kind of the fantasy community has been going off and being like, well, he's, you know, we've gone through two weeks. They've been giving him limited reps. He's been uh, sitting, this is his long week. You know, he's got a long rest week since they played on Thursday. Put him in against the Falcons and he's just going to go off. And I actually, I agree with you on uh, on the on the Barkley usage here and uh, kind of pumping pumping the brakes. And that this is, this is probably going to be a game uh, that, that will be decided through the air. And really, if I'm going to be excited about anyone running, it's Daniel Jones. So, Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> there. He's got like third most rushing yards of any he quarterback does. in the league or yes. something. Yeah, he's just yeah, behind like, he, yeah, he's behind uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, we, we should at least mention the Falcons. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, excitement in deeper leagues about Cordero Patterson. Yeah, that's true. Right that's true. What do you think? So about that? that's gonna we'll have to keep watching it. Yeah. I I mean, my thinking on that right now is that I have zero faith in Atlanta to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think whichever back can make more plays in the passing game is going to be the more viable guy. And last week that was definitely Patterson. I mean, Mike Davis is just not. He doesn't have that much uh, juice, you know. It's he can catch passes, but it's like he'll catch it and fall down. Basically, he's like a tight end <laughs> playing running back, you know. Uh-huh. I just uh, I think that Patterson has the more big play uh, ability, but at this point, I, I'm not really looking to start either of them. I uh, you know I'd rather uh, just uh, pass on that situation. I mean, to me, it's Ridley and Pitts. Uh, yeah. I do think Pitts could ha- have a, a big game. I think he. Uh, I think his usage has been promising, and mm-hmm. he's going to have that explosion game sooner or later, and it might be sooner. Yeah, it's just a matter of when, and um, we'll see. Yeah, that, that backfield is its kind of a mess. You kind of want to stay away from it. Although I do think that uh, Cordero uh, Patterson is kind of interesting because I think they want to get him involved, and I think that uh, you know if, if Davis doesn't – Davis has been getting a lot of usage, but I think that if um, – it's it's really I think Patterson who they can kind of do some gadget plays with, um, and you know you know my boy Matt Ryan I I want to see I want to see a good game from this team this <laughs> you know it's we're going on week three here and I'm I have some concerns Andrew I'll just, I'm just gonna leave it yeah there. I mean his nickname Matty Ice is taking on new meaning <laughs> right now because he's just he's cold as ice he's cold as ice and not in a good way yeah no no okay but uh, yes I'm, um, I'm excited about that game this game so. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Baltimore and Detroit. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the Ravens are heavy favorites, eight-point favorites. Over-under is a healthy 50 in this game, but that's mostly because Baltimore should score a lot of points. Um, you know, I'm I'm rolling with the Ravens' defense uh, in this matchup against Detroit. Um, you know, like you said on our waiver wire show, Jared Goff has actually played pretty decently so far this year, but um, – I'm not expecting. I'm not really looking to start uh, any Lions other than DeAndre Swift uh, against Hawk- Baltimore. When Hawkinson, right? Oh, and sorry, yeah. and yeah. Hawkinson. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, Hawkinson's pretty much. He might be actually overtaking Kittle as the he tight end three so in fantasy right now. Yeah, he's a yeah. tight end three. Kittle hasn't been getting a ton of volume yet, but um, yeah, I you know I see. I can still see though this. I can see Goff has been able to kind of hang point-wise with, uh, you know, the, the team with when you play San Francisco in week one and then and then the Packers in week two, um, you know, and if, if they're behind, like I said, like they, I, I don't know, he's been able to, he's been able to profit like fantasy-wise and uh, he's, I think he's like the, the tight end four through two weeks or something like, something crazy like that. But, um, oh, you, you, uh, you're I'm sorry. Goff, QB4? Uh, yeah, QB4, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think that there's some points to be had there. He's a, I feel like he's he's kind of sneaky, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident in all of the Ravens uh, players. Uh, you know that 
that backfield of theirs isn't like super exciting and there's lots of guys there but I, I still think it's it's Tyson Williams and Latavius Murray and they could do some I think they, I think they, there's a chance that one of them could do some damage this week um, I think they both could yeah. I mean I, I have Tyson uh, ranked pretty aggressively okay. um, this week I have him at uh, RB 18 mm-hmm. uh, I just I, this is a great matchup and mm-hmm. he's the one that's you know playing the majority of the snaps right now so um, I, you know, I like his, uh, and he, I think he, I saw some stat, like he's one of only two running backs this season that has had, uh, over 90 scrimmage yards in both games hmm. or something like that. Okay. Um, so he's been getting it done and, uh, you know, I don't mind Latavius in a deeper league. as like an RB three flex, like just because I think he has a pretty good chance to score a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, and Marquise Brown too, that he seems to really be breaking out. So uh, I think this is a good opportunity for him to keep that going against Mm -hmm. that uh, Detroit defense. And um, just one other thought on Mm -hmm. Detroit. I will say I do like Quintez Cephas Mm -hmm. as like a bench stash because there's some upside there. And he, uh, I'm not sure Tyrell Williams is going to get his number one receiver job back when he returns from his concussion because Cephas is playing well. And I I especially like Cephas's red zone usage. They Mm. are really giving him a lot of opportunities to score touchdowns. Okay, nice. All right, so Miami and Vegas. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. another game. Tua Tagovailoa has been ruled out yeah. with fractured ribs, and the Vegas defense has actually played very well this season. So I, I like both of the defenses in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be honest, um, I know that everyone loves Derek Carr now, uh, <laughs> but you know it's funny just because I have been a Derek Carr truther for a long time. Like mm-hmm. I've always felt like he was underrated because I was like, this guy's like. Um, it's sort of he's like a, a slightly poorer man's Kirk Cousins, basically. Like, okay. just uh, he's better than people realize. Um, and for me, that meant he's usually like in that QB fifteen to twenty range. When I feel like last season, all year, people had him ranked outside of their top twenty every week. Um, so I felt like he was underrated. But now I feel like we might have reached the point where he's actually a little bit overrated because okay. yeah. uh, everyone is, you know, looking at his last six games going back to last season and seeing good numbers. But do we really think he's a different player than he was before? I don't. In that first game in week one, he was uh, not looking very good in that first half. He was force feeding Waller, uh, missing open guys, other areas of the field. I still think he's limited in what he can do. He's not uh, a great deep ball thrower. He's not a great uh, passer to the wide receivers out on the perimeter. So, uh, you know, uh, I, he's a solid quarterback, but this is a good defense he's facing in Miami. Uh, I'm not getting cute here and, um, you know, rushing to start Derek Carr this week. No, I don't know that it's like a, a super great start. I think it's a solid stream. Um, but yes, I have, I am, I'm in a little bit more on Derek Carr after, uh, two, two games. I liked him, you know, last year as well, but, um, you know, for me, he's closer, you know, for you, you were saying he's kind of 15, 20, uh, to me, he's, uh, sitting closer to 15. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think that, uh, the, the Raiders have been playing, uh, differently. Derek Carr has been pushing the ball downfield more. And I think that they are using Darren Waller in a lot of, uh, mismatches because like, why wouldn't you right <laughs> you know and I think well, yeah. that it's I think that it's just like that offense just goes through Darren Waller and I think that uh you know the Raiders are, are running the ball less which is something that Gruden typically relies on on the run but I think that they have been airing it out more and I think it's been to Derek Carr's benefit um but yeah, but I don't do you know really th- think that's uh-huh. been? Do you really think that's been their plan, or has that just been like game flow that they've got into those situations? Because I mean, they played Baltimore and Pittsburgh; those are two teams mm-hmm. that you know you, you that can score points. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can get into a bit of a track meet with them. There is, um, there was an article that I read on PFF, and I forgot whose it was, so I can't credit uh, the author, but um, you can look it up. Basically, is saying that the Raiders have kind of taken the game uh the game plans of the chiefs uh they've always get beaten by the chiefs and so it's kind of like if you can't beat them join them and so that they've uh, kind of restructured how they are playing and that means a lot of waller treating waller like kelsey and um not being able to not being afraid to throw uh to your receivers you know we've talked about how you know i think that Derek carr has played lights out so far but in terms of any of his pass catchers i'm not excited about any of them but that's because that he's spreading the ball around a lot and it's 
it's worked for them so far. So I kind of buy into that. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to think too much about it. And and we'll we'll see. I mean, they have, you know, like I said, I think that this will be a, a, a lower, I don't think this will be a super high scoring game uh, by any means. And, uh, you know, the Raiders, <clears throat> they still have a difficult schedule coming up. They play the Chargers, the Bears, and then the Broncos in the next three weeks. So this will definitely test, I think, Derek Carr and company. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes, and then we can we can regroup and discuss that. But yeah, uh, I think yeah. this is like I think this is like people are getting a little bit of uh, short term mm. uh, memory going on mm-hmm. here because with those matchups you just talked about, starting this week with Miami, I think uh, people are going to come to the realization pretty soon that Derek Carr is the guy that. At least the guy I thought he was. Maybe not the guy that everyone else thought he was when they were ranking him like as QB 27 every week or mm-hmm. something. But he's a solid quarterback, but he's not I, – I, I just don't – to me, he's only in that streamer conversation in really good matchups, and this does not qualify for me. I, I just – I think this matchup is going to be one of those ones where – other than Waller, <laughs> you're not really going to want to start anybody. I mean, you know, I think if you have Gaskin on the Miami side, you probably uh, need to roll with him mm-hmm. unless you ha- are really strong at running back. Um, but, you know, the wide receiver situation in Miami is messy now um, with Will Fuller coming back and then with Tua out and Joby, Jacoby Brissett in. It's just totally up in the air who's going to get the looks and, and whether they'll even be able to move the ball. So yeah, it's and and you know I'm so frustrated with Gruden for not giving Kenyon Drake an mm-hmm. opportunity with Josh Jacobs out instead he wastes you know double digit carries on Peyton Barber who's one of the worst running backs in the entire league. I, it's just I I don't I, this could be a game where neither team scores twenty points to be honest. I could yeah I could totally see that. I mean maybe you will see more of Kenyon Drake this week though because I I feel that people are just like ugh like why why are you playing Peyton Barber and it didn't it's not like it really like paid off a ton so yeah but Gruden just does his thing you know what I mean but but the one thing I will say about that is uh, they may just not be able to run the ball at all um, Mm -hmm. partially because Barber's bad but um, Drake is the passing down guy so I still prefer him easily to Barber if you have to start one of them but I just uh, Drake would be a much more exciting uh, option if if Gruden wasn't so committed to Barber yeah all right, so the Jets and the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another game that is projected to be quite the blowout. Uh, Denver is at home. The Jets traveling across the country with a rookie QB who just got owned by the Patriots <laughs> last week. Yep. Uh, so Denver are 10.5-point favorites. The over-under is 41.5. So uh, Vegas is really expecting the, the Jets' offense to struggle in this game. Mm-hmm. Um do you? I mean, is there anyone on the on the Jets that you would be willing to start this week? Um, no, not now, not unless I absolutely had to. I'm not super. Where are you? Where do you have like? Corey I will Corey Davis. Davis. I mean, Corey Davis. Well, I think if you have Corey Davis, I think that you're you're, you're putting him in unless that you have like some other uh, you have better alternatives. But um, Corey Davis would, would be the only one that I'd be putting in. Yeah, and he's more yeah. like a he's like I have him as like a low end wide receiver three this week. Yeah. Like whereas like in good matchups, I'm gonna I'm I'm a big Corey Davis fan. Mm-hmm. I think you are too. Mm-hmm. So like in, in, in good matchups, I'm gonna have him as a top twenty four, maybe even a top twenty wide receiver. Mm-hmm. But uh this is not a good matchup. <laughs> no, it's it's not. And I mean I, w- I would say though, I think I I'm actually more interested in, in some of the, the players on, on the other side of the ball, also like with, with Denver. I think that Teddy Bridgewater has yeah. been playing he's he's been playing uh well also he's been a top 12 uh quarterback through uh through the first two weeks of the season I think that continues in this matchup he's he's this is a good matchup for him to continue to play well um and yeah I think you know I'm looking at Noah Fant Cortland Sutton's even even Tim Patrick you know um I think are good uh I think all of I think all of these pass catchers in Denver it's it's a good option they're good options this week yeah, last week was such an encouraging game for Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, I just I wasn't sure if Bridgewater would be willing to throw that deep ball to Sutton, and I also wasn't sure if Sutton would be healthy enough to get downfield and beat his man. Mm-hmm. Um, but what last week we saw uh, Sutton run three deep routes where where Bridgewater targeted him. The first one um, 
was uh, there was a little bit of uh, pass interference that wasn't called, and then the second one was incomplete. But he went to him a third time, and it ended up being a huge play. Okay. And I I just I love to see that. I I think Sutton um, did a lot to sort of. Uh, work his way back into that wide receiver two conversation with that performance. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, the running back situation, of course, uh, is it's kind of still in a, in a, the status quo, I think, right yeah. now with, with Denver. I mean, it's an even split. Uh, I don't think the Jets are that great a matchup, but uh, given that they're such heavy favorites, I feel like they are going to be able to run the ball quite a bit in this game. So I don't hate playing uh, Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon uh, in this matchup as like a kind of low-end RB2, high-end RB3. Um, and then, you know, Tim Patrick uh, also looked uh, – he's scored – both weeks so far this season i think he's the biggest beneficiary of the jerry judy uh injury mm-hmm. so um you know he has a little bit of uh, flex appeal as well yeah and i would say just <clears throat> real quickly with with the jets backfield you know tevin coleman looked like he was completely phased out last week and i don't think that you're you know you're not starting you know ty johnson or michael carter but i think that you know, I want to see what their usage is this week. Uh, again, it may not be, it's not like the best game to kind of sort that out, but I think that uh, this may have turned into or is in the process of turning into a, a two running back uh, show in the backfield in, in, uh, for the Jets instead of a, a yeah. running back. Yeah. Three. Yeah. We talked a little bit about that on the waiver wire mm-hmm. show. But, um, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see those two guys both uh, have so much more left in the tank than Tevin Coleman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I'm I'm intrigued to see what they can do with more opportunities. Yeah, and they are both good stashes. Uh, you know, don't you don't need to be starting them right now unless you're in kind of a deeper format, possibly. But uh, if they're available, you know, pick them up and see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, now here's a matchup with two very very good defenses and very very good offenses. Yeah. Just two really good teams. Uh, Tampa Bay at the Rams. Like this is the game of the week. I, I'm most interested. I know. In. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I clearly Vegas seems to think that good offense beats good defense because they have the over under at 55 and that. a half, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay favored by one and a half on the road. Uh, I'm just I'm fascinated by this game. <laughs> I I don't know what to say about it. Do you it, think? Uh, do f- you think either team will be slowed down? <sighs> I don't. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to imagine it, isn't mm-hmm. it? I yeah. mean, um, I. I. I don't. I. I think the Rams are going to be able to move the ball through the air against Tampa Bay because yeah. the Bucks are a much better run defense than a pass defense, mm-hmm. um, and the Rams are a better passing offense than a running offense anyway. So I. I, I expect the Rams to go very pass heavy um, against Tampa, uh, and Tampa is just a pass heavy team at this point. I mean, they. They don't really care about their running backs and yeah. uh i you know i saw some stat that uh tom brady in every single goal line situation this season they've passed the ball they haven't mm-hmm. run it once Interesting. so he's their goal line back and um yeah so uh, i you know this is a i i would start all the pass catchers yes. um in yeah. this game and all the and both quarterbacks um you know i don't think it's like as good a matchup for Brady and Stafford as they'll they'll have other weeks, but they're both definitely top twelve quarterbacks for me this week, um, uh, really top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the interesting thing is it looks like Antonio Brown uh, will be out for this game because he yeah. tested positive for COVID. Yeah. So uh, that simplifies things a lot in Tampa because there were too many mouths to feed. We talked about on previous shows that somebody was going to get left in the cold every week. Well, if Antonio Brown is out, then I'd feel really great about starting Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin and mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski Same. for this matchup. Same. Um, and then on the Los Angeles side, you know, uh, Cooper Cup is just playing out of his mind. Uh, but I'd feel I'd feel great about uh, Robert Woods this week. I think he can have a good game. Uh, and then the backfield situation there is really worth watching because if Daryl Henderson doesn't play – then Sony Michelle is going to be the guy. It's an awful matchup, but um, you know I still think he'd have a little bit of um, appeal just because uh, the running back in uh, Los Angeles tends to be a valuable uh, player, and they just don't have a lot of depth there. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Michelle would get a heavy workload if Henderson is out. Yeah, I, st- I still I um yes I think that he will get a heavy workload. I just don't know how productive it'll be. Um, yeah, no, that's you know, fair. I think that's the only the only concern there is that I think this is I I 
I would say in general, fade both of these backfields and I agree. throw all of throw all of the pass catchers in. Yeah, it should be a very pass yeah. heavy uh, matchup and a great television. Mm-hmm. So we'll, I'll definitely be watching that yes, one. Yes, for sure. All right, uh, another game that actually is similar in, in that I mean these teams are not nearly as good, uh, but I think that in terms of being pass happy and high scoring, Seattle and Minnesota mm-hmm. is right there. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the over under for this game is exactly the same, fifty five and a half. Uh, I think these two defenses are just not that great, and they're not that great against the pass. Both of these teams have been throwing the ball very uh, effectively so far this mm-hmm. season. Both of these teams have two stud wide receivers um, and a, a very uh, good quarterback. Uh, it's just this is this is a, a fantasy friendly matchup. This is this is a game where I want to get. Um, and both of these teams are at pretty narrow, uh, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, root trees in terms of touch you know who's getting touches in these offenses so i love the quarterbacks i love the the running backs in this game carson and cook assuming cook is healthy mm-hmm. and i love the wide receivers it's just uh it's just a really fantasy friendly i agree it's like a nice it's a nice and tidy uh game because it's like you know you've got you, you've got your two top receivers i feel like for for each team both have solid running backs, and they're just going to go at it. And that's it. You know, you don't really have to think about uh, who, to, who to put in this game or not. It's the same people that, that you're putting in week in and week out. Absolutely. It's just yeah. this week you feel particularly excited that you yeah. have them. Yeah. 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 Should be fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, the 4 o'clock games are going to be great. It's the, they were great last <laughs> are week, Are you so too. excited so, right now on Thursday? I am. I am. for the 4 o'clock games? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, in my mind, I'm, it's 4 o'clock on Sunday. I'm... <laughs> Sipping a margarita, yeah, no. in your hot tub, yeah, you know. in my hot tub. In no, that would be for the that would be for the night game. The night game. Uh, that's, oh, that's, that's right. That's my night game. Right. Watching. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the Sunday night game, yep. Green Bay at San Francisco, um, over under a fifty, which isn't too bad. I I mentioned already that I'm a little. Um, it's it's not that I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a bad game. I just I don't know. I see it more as maybe like a. 250 yard two touchdown kind of a game mm-hmm. for him you know I rather than that. a 350 yard and four touchdown kind of kind yeah. of a game um so that's kind of where i am with that i mean obviously Devonte adams you play every week mm-hmm. but i to i i think i have him as low as i'll have him all year this year this this week i've met like wide receiver four okay um which is about as low as he'll ever get for me mm-hmm. uh but uh you know you're playing adams you're playing aaron jones you're playing rogers in most cases mm-hmm. um and then what do you think about uh, on the San Francisco side? Well, you know, it's always that that backfield uh, kind of looking at that. I don't know. There, there's there's a bunch of injuries in the in the, in the 49ers backfield. And I think you're you are rolling with uh, Elijah Mitchell. Um, and I feel like that's pretty much the only one that you can feel kind of confident. If about. he I, if he can play. If he plays. Right. I, I just I uh, need to kind of monitor that, I guess. And I would say. To me, I think, you know, people I feel may have been kind of sweating George Kittle at this point. I think he'll get, uh, you'll see a lot of volume in this one, especially because of the injuries to the 49ers backfield. Um, I think that uh, he could have a very good day and this could be the best uh, game for him so far uh, this season. And and Debo Samuels, you know, I think, you know, you, I, I think earlier I had said that I think that I'm, you know, really, I really am only confident um starting Kittle and some of these uh, in, in uh, San Francisco. But I think that, that Debo, um, you know, you piped up and said, well, wait, what about Debo Samuels? And I think that uh, that's true. I think that he will also continue to get play. He's been getting a lot of volume. And I think that's – these are like the two guys. Uh, do you think he – do you mm-hmm. think he gets sees a lot of Jair Alexander though, or do you think that they oh, yeah. because he's oh, about lining up yeah. in the slot so That's often true. maybe he can avoid him? I still think that this is a Kittle game, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think that he he can Debo can still get some solid play even if he's seeing Jair Alexander. Um, yeah, I mean Debo's <clears throat> kind of not your typical wide receiver either because mm-hmm. they I feel like they sort of manufacture touches for him the way you you do for a running back. He's kind of um, so like he'll he'll line up in the slot and get some like uh, quick. Uh, wide receiver screens and things like that. He might even get a few carries. Like they'll make sure he gets his hands on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't have him as high this week as most people, though. I, I do. I am low. I, like Green Bay is a pretty good pass defense. So uh, I'm. I'm just really curious about the the running game. Like you said, I mean, um, I, the latest on Mitchell was a little concerning. They said it's a little bit more than a stinger, which is oh, I don't okay. know what that means. But that. like if it's a stinger, he's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's more than a stinger, 
he might not play. And Sermon apparently is um, making some decent progress through the concussion, concussion protocol. So uh, <laughs> it's it's really anyone's guess what could happen. I mean, if Mitchell plays, I still like him as an RB2. Mm-hmm. If he's out I and Sermon plays, I like Sermon as an RB2. Mm-hmm. And if they're both out, then it could be someone like Jacques Patrick, who they <laughs> – who played in the XFL last season, uh, and getting you know, work. And yeah. it's the true say, test of whether any running back can succeed in a Shanahan offense. Exactly. It's like you throw in the Shanahanigans, and who knows who's going to come out on top. You're missing you know? a syllable there. Shanahanigans. Shanahan, yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not Shanigans. Yeah, it sounds sh- like an Irish sh- pub or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, oh, Shanigans. <laughs> I had another drink over at Shanigans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I, I just, I think I want any San Francisco running back that's projected to get volume. Uh, I mean, look what Jeff Wilson did last year. He had a 200 yard game and a three touchdown game last season. Mm -hmm. That's Jeff Wilson, you know, not a supreme talent. I just think, uh, you put anyone in this offense and they instantly become interesting. Even someone they pick up off the scrap heap. Mm -hmm. All right. Final game of the week, Monday night football. NFC East battle, Philadelphia at Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another game that's projected to be pretty high scoring, 52 points. Uh, Dallas favored by three and a half. What do you see yeah. happening with this one? Um, I think that we will see, I think we'll see a fair amount of passing. I'm I'm curious about the usage between Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott missing a syllable again there again it's like the end of the show my my verbal skills plummet Um, but yes Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard uh, I think this is just something we need to watch and uh, you know Dak had a had a pretty down game last week he ended up as the quarterback 26 I think that he bounces back in this one Um, you know I you know, the Eagles have been uh, good at uh, stopping uh, wide receivers so far in the season, but I, you can't, I, I think you still are starting um, CD Lamb. Amari um, Cooper, I'm not, what is his injury status? Is he? He's iffy. He's, he's iffy. He's got uh, okay. injured ribs, so yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, and then I guess with, so, so uh, who's, who's the guy, uh, who's the other guy? Who's the next man up? Um a wide receiver, Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson, yeah, that's right. Yeah, do you think we'll see Cedric yeah. Wilson? Well, uh, I mean, he didn't he didn't get a lot of action last week, mm-hmm. um, so I, you know, I I think that um, it wasn't one of those situations where he stepped right into Michael Gallup's role. Mm-hmm. I think that they basically kind of uh, just de-emphasized the third receiver a little bit um, mm-hmm. with uh, Gallup out of the lineup. Okay. So, um, but. If Cooper misses, uh, they're just gonna they're gonna need somebody else to step up at that point. So, yeah. um, you know, I think uh, I think at that point you're looking at um, Wilson Jerome. as sort of like a, a mm-hmm. deep league flex option, maybe. But I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't touch him if uh, Cooper is good to go. Uh, the fact this is the Monday night game is tricky, also because you know if mm-hmm. you wait on Cooper, you are gonna need that fallback option. So maybe Wilson makes sense as like the fallback option if you're waiting for Cooper. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, you know, Philadelphia has a pretty good defense, I mm-hmm. feel like, because they're not just good against the pass. They're really good against the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they just were every time Elijah Mitchell got the ball last week, they were in the backfield hammering him, you know. So uh, I don't see a great game for Zeke, but um, I don't know. It's he's still he's still clearly the lead back there. I mean, Pollard is uh, dynamic, but he's not taking over the majority of touches anytime soon, you know? No. So um, I don't have Zeke as an RB1 this week, but he's not far outside of the top 12 for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pollard is, you know, I don't know. It's I, I need to see it again. I, I He's a mustache, obviously, but mm-hmm. for me, he's just in, he's still kind of in that RB3 flex uh, position. I mean, he played like 21 snaps last week or something. That's not right. enough to uh, provide consistent fantasy value. So, uh it will be interesting to see if his snaps uh, keep rising and if Zeke's fall. But for this week, um, you know, I, I think Zeke is clearly the preferred play. Um, mm-hmm. But like you said, I, the quarterbacks are the the most exciting plays in this in this game. I think I, mm-hmm. I think Hertz and and Dak are both uh, top ten uh, fantasy quarterbacks for this matchup. Um, you know, Hertz gets a great matchup. The the Cowboys defense is not one to be feared. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I also think Miles Sanders could have a pretty good game against Dallas as well. Yeah, and I think uh, with the tight end situation in Philly, I've been kind of fading uh, both uh, Dallas Goddard and uh, with Zach Ertz still kind of hanging around. But Ertz is on the COVID list. Um, I don't know if he's going to be playing, so you should monitor that. But if he's not, Dallas Goddard is a very appealing, uh, I think, pass catcher this week. I agree. Anytime Ertz is out, you bump mm-hmm. Goddard up at least five spots mm-hmm. in your rankings. Yeah. Which at tight end is a big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that should be a, an exciting week of action. I feel like I'm already watching the games now. <laughs> Thankfully, it's Thursday, so we do at least get one of the games tonight. We do. Yes. Yes. But they're not exciting. The, the one tonight the won't be as exciting as. Uh, hey, be I've got of, Christian McCaffrey, so well, I am going to be very excited yeah. Yeah. tonight. Mm-hmm. Sitting in your hot tub, and, and you've got Davis Mills, so oh, you'll be very. Don't excited. remind me. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Uh, good times. Good times in backup quarterback land. Yep. Fifth round rookie quarterbacks on tanking teams oh, that are trying to get the number one pick yeah. next season. Yeah, it's, mm. it's fun. Real fun. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, again, check out rosrankings.com for our rest of season. Uh, rankings uh that were updated this week uh as well as the start set articles that lauren and i will be having uh posted up there by the end of this week as well uh you can follow me on twitter at andrew underscore seifter and you can follow me at lk auerbach and as always rate review like subscribe all that fun stuff we greatly appreciate it and thank you for listening and good luck everybody in your week three matchups enjoy week three enjoy it You've been listening to the Rest of Season Rankings Podcast. Go to www.rosrankings.com for more.